Welcome to Live the Light, a show about personal growth through spirituality. And I'm your host, psychic, medium, and intuitive artist, Nicole Bowman. I want to thank you guys so much for being a part of the show tonight and for sharing your light with me. If you are brand new to Live the Light, please take a moment to click the follow button on your blog talk radio page and follow the show. You'll be notified every time a new show comes up. And also take a moment to like, uh, to, to copy this and to share this on your social media. Because when you share videos, when you share radio programs, that really helps the channel to grow and build. So tonight's show is all about spiritual teachers and what happens when they fail us, what happens when they let us down. So we're going to talk about that uh, in depth. But before we do, I just want to open in prayer to set the intention. So I surround us with the light of the Holy Spirit and I call on the energy of the one true creator. My prayer and affirmation is it'll be a clear channel for spirit, that this be an enlightening and a clear and accurate program for all involved and that we walk away with peace, clarity and understanding. And it's so. Amen. Okay, so as I said before, tonight's show is all about spiritual teachers and what happens when they let us down. And for those of you who are just tuning in, I'm your host, psychic medium and intuitive Nicole Bowman. So I was led to do this show because a number of months ago, a very well-known angel, practitioner, medium, psychic, um, and author named Doreen Virtue converted to Christianity. And within the metaphysical and new age communities, there was a lot of uproar because there were many people who kind of felt betrayed by her. They felt upset by her. They felt that on some level she was abandoning them, you know, to move into this energy and this realm of Christianity and leaving her uh, previous students and, and leaving her previous clients behind. Um, and interestingly enough, she also created a video where she denounced mediumship. She denounced fortune telling and divinations and said that she was only now going to focus on prayer and focus on her relationship and connection with Jesus. And so on one hand, you know, as I'm listening to this and I'm seeing people's reactions, I could definitely understand how people would feel betrayed by her behavior. You know, I can definitely see how people would feel like uh, she took them up to the mountaintop or she was taking them up that mountaintop and just sort of left them there and abandoned them. You know, and, and obviously she has written a lot of books. She's created a lot of Oracle decks. She even had a radio program where she gave readings. She had certification courses where people spent thousands of dollars, you know, uh, to, to become a certified angel practitioner, an angel reader. And so I, I would understand and I would feel, of course, that for a lot of of these people they don't know what to do next they don't know where to go and maybe they feel a bit lost and they feel abandoned and you know I, I thought about this on a couple of different levels I thought about it from the perspective of Doreen then from the perspective of her students and then really from the perspective of spirit from the great spirit from creator you know and and I think the important thing to understand is that uh, each and every one of us is a spiritual being in human form And we're figuring it out. We're figuring life out and we're becoming who we are meant to be. Okay. And so when I look at the situation with during virtue, I don't particularly fault her necessarily because I sense that what she's going through really is a full circle moment and a part of her own evolution, her own spiritual lessons, you know, just to go into it a bit. 
I really wasn't surprised to hear that she had converted to Christianity. Um, if she would have said she converted to Christianity or Judaism or Islam, I wouldn't have been surprised by any of those because one of the things that I remember uh, from learning about her teachings many, many years ago is one of the figures that was sort of ever present in her readings, her radio show and her books was the energy of Archangel Michael. And Archangel Michael is the angel of protection. That is what he is known for. And he was such a prominent energy and such a prominent figure and force in her teachings that when she said that, you know, she was now a Christian, I, I wasn't surprised. And part of the reason is, you know, legend has it or the story has it that Archangel Michael was actually not the most beautiful, powerful, or protective of all the angels. The most beautiful, powerful, and protective of all the angels was actually Lucifer. And when Lucifer said he would not bow to human beings and would not help human beings with their evolution process, essentially what happened is God uh, poured his Holy Spirit into Michael. And with the help of God and the help of the other angels, Michael defeated Lucifer and his angels and descended them into hell. And of course, as time progressed, Adam and Eve were created, and then Lucifer emerged again, and the fall of Adam and Eve happened, and then that gave way to Jesus, who died for our sins to, to cancel out that original sin. So if you know that story and the understanding around it, you know, whether you believe it or not, it is actually a full circle moment, because Michael doesn't exist without God. And then Michael doesn't exist without Lucifer and Lucifer doesn't exist without Jesus, right? So you, you see the connection between God, between Jesus, between Archangel Michael and between Lucifer, the fallen angel. Um, and so that is why, uh, because Michael is such an ever-present force in Judaism, Christianity and Islam, that's why I wasn't so surprised for her to move more into this energy of organized religion and say that she was a Christian. You know, if she said she had converted to Judaism or if she said she was a Messianic Jew or if she said she converted to Islam, none of that really would have surprised me because Michael is present in, in, in many of the prayers in all of those religions, you know, and so... It did kind of bring me, though, to another issue, which is I think that sometimes we as human beings may want our our spiritual beings. Um, and, and when I'm talking about spiritual beings, I'm talking about angels and archangels and our Arisha. We may want them to exist in a vacuum. You know, we we may want them to exist and be what we want them to be without understanding the stories and the legends behind how they came to be what they are. You know, and what I was struck by is how many of the people who, of course, rightfully so felt blindsided and angered by her, how many of the people didn't actually understand the connection to Michael and God and Jesus and what Michael actually represents. You know, he is that angel of protection, but he became that angel because of the rebellion in heaven. You know, and so the fall of Adam and Eve, the birth and crucifixion of Jesus Christ, the defeat of Lucifer and his angels, this is all kind of a full circle moment. And if you understand the mythology, if you understand the history in some cases, because some people see this as history, if you understand that in some cases, then her conversion makes sense. Because she never really went away from Jesus. She never really went away from Christianity. Um, she was just simply maybe towing the line between the Christianity and the new age, but she never fully went away, you know? And so time will tell uh, what her path is and time will tell um, what she does next. But 
I, I wanted to share that because I think it's so important not just to believe something, but to know why you believe it. You know, to take time to study the religious texts and the holy books, to take time to study history, because there are uh, figures from the Bible who actually are a part of history, you know, where uh, things have been scientifically proven, where you can study, you can learn, you can grow, you can you can understand this, you know, on a greater and deeper level. There's a really great book um, by Lee Strobel called The Case for Christ, and it, it's very well researched, um, and it is a great book about Jesus as a historical figure. You know, so he's not exactly on every level, though in some places he is debating Jesus as the son of God, but it, it is more looking at Jesus from a historical standpoint, um, looking at it from a standpoint of history and archaeology and looking at past census records to uh, sort of determine and validate that a man named Jesus of Nazareth did exist, indeed exist and did indeed leave, live and walk the earth. And this has been well known in academic circles for many, many years, right? Uh, but, it, you know, it's not so much to say, I believe this, you have to know and understand why you believe something. And so for a lot of the people who felt a connection to Archangel Michael without understanding his history and his connection to organized religion, I think that that's also why folks were so blindsided. Because if they knew and understood the history, then they know and understand that I think for Doreen Virtue, that was more of a full circle moment. You know, so that, though, brings me to sort of another issue to talk about, which is what happens when our spiritual teacher, our psychic, our medium, our guru fails us. What happens when this person that we thought was so perfect and was going to take us to the mountaintop and show us this enlightenment? What happens when they flip the script, they change their path, they just leave us standing there? You know, and that could be very painful. Um, you could definitely feel betrayed. You could definitely feel blindsided. And I think that that is why it's so important to understand that a spiritual teacher's role really is, is not to get you to be like them or to follow them. Their role really is to get you closer to God, to get you closer to the divine, you know, and, and I want to be clear about what I'm saying when I use the term God and I use the term divine. There, there is a force, there is a being in this universe that we are all interconnected from and with and, and which we all come from. And so when I'm talking about that, I'm not specifically just talking about religion. You know, I'm talking about a being that transcends religion. Okay. Um, from my perspective and understanding, religions were created for man to understand God, not necessarily for God to understand man. God knows us and understands us. Sometimes it is through religion. It's through spiritual teachings and practices that we get to know God, that we get to align with that energy. And so, so that's the way that I've personally experienced it. But here's the thing. Um, it's really about you getting closer to the divine and finding the divinity within yourself. Um, it isn't about you, me, or any of us becoming a follower of a spiritual teacher, uh, becoming a follower of a guru for life. Um, you know, if someone feels like that's their path, then okay, that they can do what they choose to do. But I would say, ultimately, it is really about you coming to know God for yourself. You know, that's the purpose. That's the purpose of a reading. That's the purpose of a healing. That's the purpose of magical work. That's the purpose of any of those things. I would say, at their best, they really should bring you closer to God, not draw you further away from God. They shouldn't make um, idols of spiritual teachers and readers and psychics. They should instead illuminate your own divinity and, and show you the light so that you can get closer to the divine. You know, and, and I think that sometimes when we put our spiritual teachers up on a pedestal and when we see them as perfect, we forget that they're human. 
And we forget, just like anybody on this planet, they have lessons to learn and they have things that they are going through and they have trials and tribulations and they're going to fall down and get back up again and so forth. Right. You know, there there are spiritual teachers who, uh, you know, may have been in a particular religion or spiritual path. And then 10 years down the road, 15, 20 years down the road, they completely changed that course, you know, and, and then many of the students around them are left wondering what happened. But that's always why it's so important to not put your faith in man, put your faith in God, put your faith in the divine energy and understand that you are a spark of the divine in human form. And so the divinity that's out there in the cosmos, that spark that's out there, it lives in you. You are a part of God. And whenever you confused, I would say, God, great spirit, creator of all it is, show me, teach me, guide me where I need to be and help me to stay safe and pay attention to what you're led to. Pay attention to what you want to move away from and really listen to that. But I think it's super important not to make idols of people. And, it, and it's super important, I would even say, not to make idols of 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 particular religions or, or particular paths um of course paths can help us they can teach us you can get you know a great deal of knowledge and information and and, and really vital tools from a particular path but you want to be careful about being so rigid or so dogmatic that you lose god and, and i think that sometimes god and our relationship to god can get lost you know um, this might be another conversation for another day, but for many of us, you know, who, who walk a magical path and walk as magical practitioners, one of the things that I've found with a lot of people and I, and I've seen, and I've experienced it in my own life is you want to be, um, careful about, uh, when you're practicing magic, you always want to make sure that you're working with the divine to make that happen. You know, um, it's almost like don't get so caught up in the magic or the ritual that you miss the divinity, that you miss God, that you miss the smart spark, that you miss the creator of all of this, that you miss the great diviner and the great healer, you know, that we all come from. So that's something that I just wanted to share. And, you know, the message is far more important than the messenger, Messengers come and go, you know, across points, across time, across history, but it's the message that endures. And if a message is real and it's true and, and it really comes from a divine loving place, it's going to stand the test of time. And so I think that that's really what you want to look for, you know, when you're going to a teacher or a psychic or a healer or anyone, you, you want to focus less on them and who they are and more the message that they're sharing. And are they walking their talk? And are they living that message? And can you take that message and apply it to your life? Right? Um, because understand in the midst of it all, it's about seeking God. It's about being connected to God and being connected to that great spirit. And that's really the most important part of it. So I just wanted to share that with you. I am wishing you a fabulous week and a wonderful month and definitely check back every Wednesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for our radio broadcast. Absolutely share this on your social media um, and definitely go to NicoleBowman.biz because now until the end of December, it will be 20% off of all readings, spiritual products and e-guides as well. So if you're looking to find a spiritual teacher, if you're having questions about abusive relationships or partnerships, I've written some e-guides with audio support that can really help you to grow and heal and move forward. And of course, definitely subscribe to my YouTube channel. It's also Live the Light. So it's YouTube.com 
and the channel is Live the Light. You can look that up and check it out. And always remember to live your light, live your bliss, love yourself. Take care, guys.